Welcome back to Living Box Free. I'm Ashleen Seitz. And I'm Becky Ford. And we are going to talk about failure today. And I'm so excited. Failure <laughs> is just the best. It really isn't. Everyone it, has that reaction. It's not fun. <laughs> but you can learn to fail like a champion and it can make you a better person and it can help you grow. And in fact, if you want to be good at anything, you have to fail like a champion. How do I know? Because I listened to Becky Ford's speech from the Kansas FFA convention and she's going to recap that speech for us today. And I'm super psyched about it. In fact, we still have two shirts to give away, guys. Woohoo! We have two shirts to give away. They are so comfortable. And Tri-blend. we have not chosen our Indiana people, winners, yet. So uh, we still have two. If you didn't get a chance to comment on there, you want to throw your hat in the ring, do it now. There's a post that says that has me trying to do a handstand in a, in a Fail Like a Champion t-shirt. That's the one you need to comment on. Okay, moving on. Here we go. What's on the rise for you, Becky? <laughs> I have the I have the wah wah one this week. It's poor recovery. Oh. I've just had horrible recovery all week. I know sleep is a part of it, but I also think stress, yeah. some just more work pressure this week. So my goal is today to just like eat really well, get to bed early, and have a really good recovery tomorrow. That's my goal. So sadly, not every week is like in the green. And yeah. I know our whoop users, you know what I'm talking about. But anybody, you know, some weeks you just don't feel as good. Yeah. And this week has been one of those, but it's okay. Yeah. It will get better. We did a workout before this and there was a five minute rest in the middle. And at that point is when I told Coach Tristan that I was really regretting not taking a rest day this week. <laughs> <laughs> what was his response? He just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems right. That seems that right. Seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> what is on the rise for you? Um, I so I think we talked about a while ago. I had been learning Hebrew and then I switched over to Spanish. And now I have two people at work who have decided they are only speaking to me in Spanish. Oh, <gasps> cool. And I am not ready for that, Becky. I'm not. <laughs> and one of them does that because or said today she's gonna switch over because I translated I made subtitles for a video. Okay. And so I made English subtitles for someone speaking Spanish in a video. But the thing is, I use Google Translate. Like, mm -hmm. I cheat. And so they don't understand that I really don't. I'm just sort of good with words. I'm not. Do they think actually, you're fluent? No, they don't think I'm okay. fluent. They're okay. just like, you're no longer allowed to speak English because you need to learn. So, which I love it. I appreciate the challenge. But frequently, I walk around with them going, huh? What? I don't know. You just laugh at everything they yeah, say. Basically. And they're like, that wasn't a joke. Like, was that was a question. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I really want to learn. So I appreciate them challenging me. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Let's hear about failure, Becky. Would you like me to do it all in Spanish? Yes, please. <laughs> si. <laughs> Por favor. Si. Yeah. Okay, you don't want that. Because it would be very <laughs> would limited, be, very yeah, limited. Not good. Well, big picture, we're just doing a quick flashback. The beginning of June, I had the chance to go talk for On the Rise at Kansas FFA Convention. If you don't know what FFA is, a lot of you probably are immediately thinking Future Farmers of America. That's what it used to stand for. They actually changed the name. It just is just FFA. And the reason they changed that is there's a really heavy focus on career success, leadership, and personal growth, 
which is like our jam on the rise. Yeah. We love all those things. And this convention, I don't know exactly how many people are there. I think maybe around 5,000 or so. And just a lot of really driven, talented, caring high school students, then parents and teachers. And one of the sessions I had the chance to speak and I chose the topic of failure. Mm -hmm. And a part of that came from talking to some teachers and some students. And especially over the last couple of years, from the conversations I have had, it sounds like students and maybe just people in general are a lot more afraid to try new things because they're afraid they're going to fail. And over the last two years, a lot of students particularly, they didn't do these competitions because they couldn't do things face-to-face. Everything got canceled or it was virtual. And there's this fear of like stepping out and saying yes to new adventures because people don't want to lose, which I get. Mm -hmm. It's not fun, right? It's not fun to like look like a fool or lose or um, be the last one. Yeah. And I heard this from this feedback and I thought, gosh, the only way I've ever gotten to where I am is by saying yes and failing (laughs) and not giving up. Yeah. And so that was really where fail like a champion, that idea came from and just talking and thinking about past leaders. We always think of their successes, but so many great leaders have failed. They failed so many times, yeah. but they didn't give up. And then all of a sudden they they had this success and those failures. I have a quote over by my computer. It says, our scars make us who we are. Mm-hmm. There's also the quote I love. You have to look like the foolish beginner to ever become the graceful master. Yep. I'm sure we've said that on here before. That always makes me think of the karate kid when he's like yeah. making him, you know, wax the car at the beginning and yes. he looks like an idiot. Yep. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's not what I meant, but okay. Uh, but yes, yes. And that was the theme. That was the yeah. theme we went with and it was a really cool day. We created the shirts, feel like a champion. Once again, you could still win a couple of those. Big picture talked about three key things. One, we talked about how do you make the choice to fail or make the choice to try knowing that the odds aren't in your favor. Second, getting rid of the perfection monster, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times that's the root cause of why we don't try because we're like, well, it's not perfect enough. I wouldn't be perfect. And then the last one, changing your inner voice. And all throughout the speech, I used multiple examples. Of course, one was CrossFit related (laughs) that I'm sure a lot of people in our gym have heard of. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to reflect personally on why, how failure has helped me. And especially you said at the beginning, like failure is hard. Mm -hmm. And in the moment, it's really easy to have a pity party Yeah, and be like, why did I put myself in this position? Mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed or, or gosh, I thought I was better than that. There's so many things you can think, which goes back to that changing the inner voice that, that we talked about um, in the third, third key focus of that speech. Yeah. Would you like to talk about making the choice? <laughs> you want to talk about that first? Making the choice to try. I'm curious. So I, I can recap some of the things that I chatted about, yeah. which Ash watched so she knows. I'm curious, Ash, what drives you to make the choice to do something new? Yeah. When you know you might fail. It's something that I've thought about before, but, and then I thought about it more once I was watching your speech and um, knowing what you were preparing to say. I think what makes me choose to try knowing I will most likely fail because I'm a beginner or 
I don't know what I'm doing or every situation is new or whatever. It's just the idea that I don't know what I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. this could, this thing could be the thing that makes my, my life so much better. This thing could be something that teaches me the lesson that need I need to get through this next season of life. Like Mm. the fail, the process of failure. Yeah, it's terrible. But when you push through it and you learn from it, then that could change your life. Mm -hmm. And, and then some things are just fun. I mean, like you talked about handstand walking in your example and I still want to figure out how to handstand walk. Cause I'm just like, I just want to go. I just want to yeah. be able to flip up on my hands and go. And that's just fun for me. And so failure is worth it because of those things, because I don't know, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a specific example of that. While you're thinking one thing I'll touch on when I think about who Ash is And I think about some of the times when you have said yes to crazy ideas like Murph. Yeah. Like, hey, right before we go out, let's do this straight through. Okay, that wasn't my plan. Sure. (laughs) One of the things that I observe that you do really well is you don't have an ego. Mm. And I I didn't talk about ego in my speech, but I think it's worth bringing up when I just think of the essence of what I have observed with Ash. You, You don't have that ego. You're okay. We say that quote, looking like a foolish beginner. Yeah. You're like, okay, if doing Murph straight through takes me over an hour, whatever. 72 minutes and 14 seconds. Not that we're counting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I remember correctly. Yeah. And, and for a lot of people, ego does get in the way where they're like, oh no, I don't want people to see me try and miss. Or I don't want people to see how long that takes me. So that's something that I've observed in you I, that has been a really good tool. Get rid of the ego. Mm-hmm. Like who cares? Who cares? This is for you. Yeah. This is for your growth, your learning, what you're, how you're trying to become a better person. Yeah. Well, wow, thank you. That's quite a compliment. Yeah. I think I try to look at it as the journey is more important than this moment. Mm-hmm. So if I, it's not for me about not having an ego necessarily, that might be a, a result, which is great, mm-hmm. but it's more about if I feel silly in this moment, who cares if it yeah. gets me where I want to go or even just in ridiculous things like I'm willing to do re- completely ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. If it makes people happy, makes people laugh, brings people together, I, it does not bother me at all. Do I fe- I still feel kind of dumb. I can still feel embarrassed. That's it's not that those feelings go away. Mm. But in that moment, it doesn't really matter because what I'm thinking about is the people around me and the journey where I want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was very conceptual. I still haven't come up with a great example, but. That's okay. Do you have other examples? Well, the, the one I used in the speech, and some people have heard this. Mm-hmm. Some people who are listening, maybe you've never heard it. It, it, it goes back to handstand walking, which yeah. sounds crazy. And it, I tell the story about our buddy, Johnny, who asked me to do a competition with him. I was less than a year out from having our kid. So I was like a little self-conscious about my, yeah. my health, my fitness. And it had a handstand walking in this competition, which I could not do. Ash knows the story. She's heard it a million times. It's fine. Uh, I, love, I love this story. So what do you do? You go to Google. I said yes to Johnny. <laughs> Googled gymnastics gyms. No classes for 34-year-old adults. So I... I text Ash, got a buddy, and we went to a gymnastics gym, did personal training. We fell a million times. 
I couldn't even really do a handstand the first time and a lot of fear at that competition. So fast forward two or three months, I'm not sure how long we tried before. I think it was two or three months. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And the competition came, my buddy, Johnny, he did it all. (laughs) I couldn't, I didn't get any, I didn't get anywhere. And it was in that moment. I remember so many people, anytime I kicked up, I remember Megan yelling and all these people yelling (laughs) like, yes. And then I would fall down. It's like, oh, (laughs) and so also knowing you feel really good about yourself. Yeah. The spotlight is on you. At the end of that competition, though, I felt such a sense of accomplishment. And and I, I talk about this in my speech. How do you make the choice to do something when you know you're probably going to fail? I think about as a mom, what type of parent do I want to be? And knowing that the people in my life are important. And I I talk about this at work. You It's it's like you're a fish in a fishbowl. Everything you do is magnified for certain people. Yeah. One of those being your children. And I want my child to see that I'm a continuous learner. Mm -hmm. I'm not someone who's like, oh, nope, I've never done that. I can't do that. No, that's not a growth mindset. That's a fixed mindset. And okay, I've never done that. I'm going to try. And I want my child to see his parents always doing that, that it's not fixed. I'm not good at this. I can't do this. It's, hmm, how much effort have I put into that? Mm-hmm. Let me try. Yeah. And so that that was a key driver for me, making that decision based on people I care about. I want to be a good role model. This purpose I mentioned in the speech, you know, as a CrossFit coach, we have a purpose of pushing people, but I also don't want to be a leader that doesn't ask. I don't want to ask you to do something I wouldn't do. Yeah. And if I ask you to try to do your first bar muscle up and it's hard and you fail, well, guess what? I want to be a leader that tries <laughs> to do something for the first time that's hard and be willing to fail too. Yeah. And so people, purpose, and the last one's values. Values really driving how we make that decision. If it connects with, you know, one of my values is hard work. And I knew handstand walking would not come naturally to me. (laughs) Ash and I, we aren't necessarily like, we didn't do collegiate sports. Yeah, we're we're not the most coordinated. And hard work, that is a value of mine. And we have worked on it. So many times we worked on it last night and all those things, values, people, purpose. That's how I make the decision to try knowing. And at that competition, I failed. I failed Johnny. Johnny, I'm so sorry. We got second to last in the entire competition, but I tried. And the cool thing, I say this in my speech after that, two more competitions. One was strength in our streets and one was Wadapalooza had Mm -hmm. handstand walking. And both those Got, we got first place, which yeah. is crazy. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't tried and started to learn f- for that competition with Johnny sooner. Yeah. yeah. The, the things I did mention, what should we should avoid making decisions based off of that revolves around greed, shame, and fear. Yeah. It's hard. I do think it's worth noting though, that those feelings don't necessarily go away. Mm-hmm. So you can still be afraid to try, but try yeah. anyway. You can still be ashamed of your performance or feel embarrassed, or but just deciding to try anyway mm-hmm. and be okay with failure anyway is a huge deal. Yeah. And so it's not that you have to be like, nope, I'm fearless. I'm going forward and I'm going to do this and I don't care if I fail. I mean, mm-hmm. often I'm like, oh, wow, I feel like an idiot. Yeah. Cool. Or I'm terrified to try this. 
but I'm going to try it anyway. Right. You can still feel fear, yeah, but don't say no because yes. of it necessarily. Here we go. Yeah. Doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Make the choice. That's step one. Make the choice. Make the choice. I like, I like how Ash also touches on. It's about the journey. Mm. You're going to learn along the way. After we do that, get rid of the perfection monster. Get rid of it. You can give it like a name. I imagine <laughs> Sully from Monsters, Inc., the movie. Yeah. Although I think he's super fun. But I imagine <laughs> this monster. You're just like, get out of here. Yeah. And around perfection, there's so like a million things we could talk about around perfection. But in general, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like anything that you might perceive as perfect, especially from social media, it's cultural. Yeah. It is a cultural subjective. This is what you should look like. This is how you should talk. Whatever. It is not objective truth. Yes. And no, none of us are perfect because it doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and the, what we really want to refocus on is progress. Like how do you just progress to be a better version of yourself? You're never going to be perfect, but we can progress and improve and grow. So progress over perfection, just really getting rid of that thought that I can't do this because it won't be good enough. Mm -hmm. It's, it's never going to be good enough if perfection is your measuring stick. Yeah. I tend to feel like affirmation plays a huge part in, t- in this for me. Um, if something... <laughs> My dog sounds so sad. Is, is he okay? <laughs> Might open the door. Maybe he wants out. He's just kind of chilling. Do you want to go out? Okay. Good oh news, guys. Gosh. He wanted to go out. He wanted to go out. <sighs> he doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> He's like, I'm not perfect. I thought I was. He got upset. Yeah. (laughs) He's the perfection monster. He is. Turns out. (laughs) Anyway, um, I can tend to seek affirmation and look for perfection until I get affirmation. Like, I don't realize that in in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this needs to be perfect. But if along the way... Someone's like, you know, that's really great. You've already done a good job. Then I tend to let go of that perfection. Mm-hmm. Where in reality, I need to stop looking for the perfection in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that that's something that I don't know, I just crave. I want that affirmation of you are doing a good job. You have made a good thing. You have done a good thing. You, you know, whatever it is. And if I get that before perfection, then I'm like, okay, great. I tried hard. Mm-hmm. I did. I did well enough. And then, if I don't get it, then I keep working toward perfection, which does, as you said, does not exist. And so I just keep working and keep working and feel disappointed. Yeah. So I don't know what to do about that, but you know, there you go. When writing a book, we're really going to have to <laughs> we're gonna have to get over that, right? <laughs> I could see, and this just going back to writing the speech. I told Ash, yeah, I rewrote this speech like five times, yeah, and it was so frustrating. And I'm sure writing a book is going to be yeah. similar. It's it's never going to be perfect. And at a certain point, you have to pick a direction. You got to go. And part of it, too, is recognizing a lot of times when you try something, let's say that it doesn't go great, you quote unquote fail. A lot of us have a second chance to do something again. Yeah. Like I was able to handstand walk in two other competitions and test it out again. Yeah. So what would I change? What would I do differently? Let's say writing a speech probably going to, we're going to have a chance to talk again at something else. We've done it once. Every time we do these things, even after the speech, I text Ash. I was like, Oh, I'd I'd change this one or two (laughs) things. Do it again. Yeah. See how it goes. And 
every situation could be different. So getting rid of that perfection monster, definitely key. Some of us, it probably lingers more than others based on our personality. Yep. And your past and yeah, Mm -hmm. what was expected of you. Yep. The third thing that we talked about was changing that inner voice. And we actually, in our wellness circles, we talked about our inner monologue or that Mm -hmm. inner voice. And it was quite intriguing to hear like, (laughs) how do you talk to yourself? Yeah. One of the things that was funny in general, I've, I'm, I've done a lot of work and I, and I talked about this in my speech in general, my inner voice is pretty positive now, which is pretty cool, Mm -hmm. but it used to say a lot of mean things, Yeah, especially in high school. (laughs) I remember, and this is like going, you know, there's just true transparency. I remember being overweight and thinking to myself, you're not successful because you're fat. Yeah. People don't like you because you're fat. Yeah. You look lazy. I remember thinking things like, uh, they wouldn't want to be your friend. And so many of those things, I mean, that goes into like, we've had episodes about relationship with food and all that stuff. That's like a whole nother rabbit trail. We're not going to go down now. Very long one. (laughs) Very long one. And maybe, but maybe you can relate, like our inner voice can be really mean to us and it can also make up stories that aren't true. Like I think back to high school, there are people I probably would have been great friends with, but I avoided them because in my eyes, my inner voice said, they're too cool for you. Mm. They wouldn't want to be your friend. Yeah. So, so on and so forth. And and that holds you back yeah. from doing new things. Can we point out the irony that like you have too many friends now? Everyone <laughs> wants to be your friend. Is that a real thing? Too many friends? Uh, in my opinion, yes. As an introvert, <laughs> that is a possibility. I love people. And and it's like so much growth, right? Yeah. So Ash is saying like who I am today, Very different. so different than high school. So high school, a lot of mean inner criticism and overcoming that it is like this beautiful gift of the world where I'm like, my identity is not tied to me being perfect. It's not yeah. tied to me looking a certain way. Yeah. It's not tied to my athleticism. It's not tied to my work performance. And, and thinking in that way, you have the ability to shift your inner voice because oftentimes that inner voice is what holds us back from meeting new people, from trying to be on the sports team, from trying theater, whatever it might be. And, and so all of that to say my joke, Ash and I talked about this in the wellness circle. My inner voice is pretty positive now, unless I'm doing handstand pushups <laughs> or like, then it's like, Oh, why are you so bad at this? So I'm still working on it. Yeah. Not perfect. Progress. Yes. Any, any thoughts from you about inner voice tips? And I know we talked about some tips, maybe some tips for you. How do you shift that inner voice so that it can support you in being okay with failing? Yeah. knowing that that's part of the process. I, it was really fascinating um, when we did that first exercise with the wellness circles in January of um, listening to my inner monologue. I think something we don't really tend to do is listen to it and, and say, what are you trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, are you actually trying to tell me something true? Are you trying to protect me? Are you trying to, what, what are you, what's the purpose of what I'm telling myself? Mm-hmm. And then how can I fix that problem? So even I, I, when I did it, we had tracked our inner monologue for seven days. And I think I said this a couple of podcasts ago or maybe three months ago or something, but at five out of the seven days, when I stopped to think about my inner lo- monologue, the thing 
that was going through my mind was some variation of I'm so tired. I remember that. Yeah. And so after that, I, I stopped to think about it of like, am I really that tired? And if so, what do I need to do about that? Because I don't want that to be my constant state five out of seven days of the week. I don't, I don't want to live like that. And so started, uh, yeah, talked to my psychiatrist and got on some different sleep medications and it's been a lot better. It's not perfect, but it's been a lot better. And I'm pretty sure I need to actually try again of the inner monologue uh, exercise, but I wouldn't say that five out of the seven, I'll be so tired at this Mm -hmm. point. So I think there's a certain level of recognizing what your inner monologue is trying to tell you and then assess, is that true? And is it something I can do something about? So mm-hmm. in your case, you know, if it's telling you when you were in high school, telling you you're not, you know, they don't want to be friends with you. That's just straight up false. But what is it trying to do? It's trying to protect you from getting hurt. Yep. And so just processing through that and saying, okay, what can I do about that? Can I convince myself that my if they don't like me, it doesn't say anything about my worth, you know, mm-hmm. and it takes a certain amount of introspection to be able to process through that. But that's what I would recommend is starting there, starting with what is it trying to tell me? And then my other tip, we actually talked about this at the gym this afternoon. Um, I talk to myself out loud mm-hmm. because I then I notice what I'm saying to myself. So anytime I find myself kind of stuck or working through something and my inner monologue is running, I start saying it out loud because there's something about hearing it that you're like oh wow i am not being nice to myself right now Mm. let's adjust that so we go from ashleen why the heck did you do that to ashleen maybe not your best move but you can try again here we go (laughs) and so i i know that's something that i do and it doesn't bother me to look like a crazy person and speak out loud but uh maybe it would bother other people so that's just a tip Yeah. Those are some really good tips. And to Ash's point, she was talking about what is your inner monologue telling you? We actually set alarms. So for seven days, she talks about seven days, we set alarms. And when that alarm went off, you're like, Oh, this is that moment. What, how am I talking to myself? So that might, in order to do that. And I think seven days is a great time period. Feel free to use technology to help remind you. (laughs) Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I set mine for a different time. So like on Sunday when it went off, I set it for a different time the next day so that I would get a, a wider sample. But that's mm-hmm. the, you know, researcher, psychological researcher coming out in me. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Makes sense. Very cool. Yes. <laughs> Bigger sample size. Uh, yes. <laughs> those, those are the three key areas. And when we talk about feeling like a champion that we covered uh, a couple of weeks ago with the Kansas FFA crew here, wanted to just recap it with you guys in case anyone out there in case you're holding yourself back and you're not taking that step forward because you're afraid of failure, fail like a champion. I gave a couple examples. Nelson Mandela, he was in prison for like 26 years and he was the first black head of state for South Africa. Like mm-hmm. being in prison that long, a lot of people would say that was a failure. Yeah. And then we have Thomas Edison, the famous quote. He learned how to, to not make a light bulb a thousand ways, and then he succeeded. Yeah. So failed a thousand times, and here we are with our light bulbs. And then I also mentioned Abraham Lincoln failed nine elections, uh, failed in business twice. Yeah. So had two different businesses that failed and had a nervous breakdown. And now we have a monument 
to him. Yeah. So great leaders, they don't just succeed, but they fail and they fail like a champion, which means getting back up, learning from that journey, as we talked about growing and continuing forward. That's how we feel like a champion. Highly encourage you all once again, look like a foolish beginner. Yes. It's okay. Get rid of that ego because anyone who ever became a graceful master, they had to start somewhere. Identify, and maybe this is your challenge for the week. Choose like, what's one thing that you want to do that you just keep saying no to yourself because you're afraid. Choose it. Say yes. Grab a buddy if you need to, like I did with Ash with handstand walking and doing personal training at a gymnastics gym. <laughs> Grab a buddy if you need to. Go try it. It's okay if you fail. Keep at it. This is the week. Challenge yourself. Um, also, that inner monologue. Feel free to set some reminders. Ask, how are you speaking to yourself? You spend the most time with yourself, so be kind. Be yeah. kind to yourself. Okay, three, the, three big things. Make the choice to say yes. Get rid of perfection monster. Perfect doesn't exist. Make that inner monologue your your greatest cheerleader. Don't let it hold you back. We hope you guys have a great week. If you do, try something new. Let us know. Send us a DM on social media. We'd love to celebrate with you. You can fail. We believe in you. Yes. Tell us about your failures. (laughs) We love celebrating failure. Fail like a champion. All right. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.